Hey everybody, my name is Pej. We come on every single Tuesday, right around noontime. I always have special guests in the recovery world. We talk about anything and everything that's recovery related or lack thereof. Welcome to Peggy's Recovery Corner. All right, we're live. Uh, so welcome to Peggy's Recovery Corner. Today is Tuesday, March 30th. Um, I'm happy to to say that I've, I've got a gentleman here today by the name of John Swab. He's the director of the movie Body Brokers, as well as other movies, too. And we'll get into that in just a little bit. John, welcome to the corner. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Thanks for coming. Um, you're in Montana currently? Yeah. Yeah, in Montana okay. right now. We'll talk about that in a second, too. Um, so John is the director of the new movie Body Brokers that just came out, I think, a couple of months ago. Um, but first, I want to learn more about you, John, uh, your your background. Where are you from originally? I'm from Tulsa, Oklahoma, originally. Okay. Yeah. And um, you're sober how many years? Five and a half years. What was your DOC? Uh, everything from bubblegum to heroin. <laughs> but uh, right. probably, uh, crack, and, crack and heroin were my, my two. Uh, you, mean, you mean to yeah. tell me there's crack on the streets of Oklahoma? Come on. Uh, no, I had to go to... <laughs> Los Angeles and then New Jersey to find the, the oh good the, yeah. the good crowd. okay and um so uh, this is a really uh, touchy subject I think you've made a, a film that need that needed to come out when it came out um it, it would have been nice if it was out a few years before but I think you needed to get sober and actually get into making films first uh, I wanted to ask you uh after, since you've been sober about five and a half years when did you start making films before you got sober were you already in, a filmmaker. Yeah, I made a short film um, about two years before I got sober, and then I made my first feature film about six months before I got sober. Okay. Yeah. And so, is your background in film? Did you go to school for film, or were you just a, like a just a filmmaker? That, like, on no, I, didn't, I didn't go to school for film, but uh, yeah, I started out as a painter. Like, uh, I did a lot of like gallery shows and things like that, and. Mm -hmm. Um, always loved to write and it just uh, kind of evolved into filmmaking. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, let's talk about your experience in the movie. So this movie that you made, um, obviously it's about a very touchy subject. L look, I'm going to be totally transparent. Like when I, the second that we all heard about the movie, I got excited. I got excited, not for the fact of, of, uh, of the activities that go on in the movie, because I've been watching this. I've, I'm, I'm sober for almost 14 years myself. Um, I have worked in and out of treatment. I've been a case manager. I've worked on the front lines. I've done business development. I've pretty much worked every single position in treatment, except for being a therapist. So um, I, I've, um, I've worked in a lot of places. I've seen a lot of shit, especially in the last five or six years when it became the wild, wild West out here in the West in LA, Orange County. Um, so I've seen a lot of dirt and, and, um, and I was, I never agreed with it. People know that, that, um, I'm totally against it. I've often written about it. I've done some blogs and talked about it extensively. Um, you came out to treatment to California originally from Oklahoma. Uh, yeah, I wasn't in Oklahoma, but yeah, I came to Los Angeles and, and I went to Orange County first. Okay. Yeah. But kind of did a tour around Orange County. Uh, Los Angeles and uh, Southern Florida. Okay. And when you ended up going there, did you have your own insurance or was it purchased for you? Uh, the first time 
it was purchased. I, I had it. I had it. You had um, it yourself. Yeah. A total, I've done about two and a half years in inpatient treatment. Mm-hmm. And I'd say most of that time was done with, with the policy that had been purchased for me. Okay. So usually like when you were in treatment, did you, were you serious about staying sober or uh, did you know, like you were you caught up in the game? Uh, I was not serious about staying sober. Um, uh-huh. You know, I, I just kind of wanted to go somewhere and, and get away from all my problems, you know? Right. And uh, uh-huh. yeah. So I think, you know, until this, this, Probably the second to last time I went to treatment, I was not serious about staying sober or getting sober. Okay. Yeah. How out of curiosity, how old are you? I'm 30, uh, 88, 32, 32 years old. Yeah. 32. Sorry. Yeah. No, no worries. <laughs> Sometimes myself. Yeah. Um, so, and I, I really like your transparency. I like that you're talking about this stuff. Um, so finally, you did get sober. Obviously, you made that absolute decision that you want to get sober. You don't want to live this type of lifestyle anymore. How many treatment centers had you gone to? I've lost count, but I've been to at least 10, maybe more. Um, yeah, quite a few. Okay. And then when you went to the treatment centers, usually was were, were the clinicians doing their job just fine? I mean, were they good clinicians like... Uh, they weren't aware of any of the hype that was going on possibly in any of these places that you're going to. No, they were all aware. Oh, they were and, all aware. Yeah. I, I felt like it. I mean, you know, and the ones that, that weren't aware, um, you know, first off, I mean, I think there's a lot of good people that work in the treatment industry. Um, sure. but I also think it's, uh, like a lot of other industries where it's, it's very corrupt and it's broken and, you mm-hmm. know, at the end of the day, it's about the bottom line. So, I mean, in terms, I felt like the lower the people were in the treatment center, right. the better their intentions were, um, you know, but, but I felt like, you know, as I would go in and see these psychologists or, you know, some of the therapists and especially the, the, you know, the people that ran the program, I mean, they were total crooks most of the time. And if they weren't crooks, they were, uh, you know, complicit in what they knew, you know? Right. Right. So it's interesting that you say that because, I myself, you know, went to school to become a drug and alcohol counselor. I was totally tickled with recovery. I was excited. I want. I was tired of working at Trader Joe's for the first six years of my sobriety. So when I started working in treatment, like none of this stuff was going on. Back then, it was still cash pay. Like to, to go to treatment, people would put their houses up from the Midwest and send their kid out to California or to Florida to go to treatment. Then, as you describe in the movie, too, once uh, people were obligated to have to use insurances and be able to help people, um, that's where the crookery started happening. So it came as a surprise to me when I first start, saw it going on, but then it really didn't. Like when I, I, I was actually, I went somewhere to some um, event and somebody told me, oh yes, I work for so-and-so treatment center in South Orange County. And um, we find addicts on the road, on the street, and we buy them policies and um, we put them in treatment. And I said, and you're okay with doing that? Like, is that, is that legal? Like the guy looked at me like, like it was totally okay. Like it was just fine and kosher. And like, he was totally fine about telling me about it too. And I thought, wow, that's something, ain't it? And, um, and so like me, when I got into the business development, you know, when I actually had to go out and like be boots on the ground and do the guerrilla marketing and all that stuff, um, I started like some of the clients I was bringing in, cause I do a lot of interventions and things like that. 
would get mixed up in the riffraff. And the riffraff was, it was just like, it was crazy. And you get a, a lot of people that weren't in treatment, that weren't serious. Sometimes I, I would still run groups and, I, and you could tell, like you knew who your, who your heroin chic, like straight up treatment hopping, uh, the swag, like that rehab swag, you know, who was there for the wrong reasons, who, who was there for the right reasons. So it was really hard for me to even like conduct a group in front of like half a half a room full of people that really don't want to be there. But um, it put a really bad taste in my mouth, you know, not just be, not towards just the treatment center, but it was towards the brokers or or the third man or the, that third party, the, the people that were the middlemen and the ones that were actually bringing, bringing them in or dangling the carrot or paying them. And, and so, uh, so I watched this firsthand for a while and it really disgusted me. And it saddened me because because um, I saw a lot of people die too. They'd get offered uh, hotel rooms and you know money and sex and all different types of things, and they'd get caught up in that. And then they'd go do it, and and some of them would die. And some of the actual brody brokers, I caught wind of who they were. I knew who a couple of them were, and they they ended up dying too. You know, or they just you know the the money was big, and then they would collapse. Now um, I know that treatment as a whole has gotten a really bad rap for people whose kids have been caught up in, uh, in this game. Um, I do still believe in, in treatment as long as it's offering good treatment and the, the people that are brought in are there for the right reasons and not brought in uh, because they are through some marketing agency or something like that. But I still know that it's going on. It's not going on as strong and hard as it was a few years ago. I know the FBI is finally uh, investigating and doing some raids. I don't really know that people are getting um, you know, charged for these types of activities. But uh, I got to say, you know, th this movie that you made when I, when it came out, I was very, very excited to, to see it come out. I watched it. Um, I, I asked my friends what they thought. There was a lot of mixed emotions, a lot of opinions. Uh, most of my friends said it's, it's accurate. It's totally accurate. And I, and I must say myself too, it is accurate. You know, some, one guy said it, it seemed like, it seems like they were sensational, sensationalizing, um, some things, but I said, actually, like a lot of stuff that went on in that movie is exactly what has gone on and still goes on. Um, how did you come up with the idea to actually do this? Like, uh, was it just based off of your own experience? Uh, yeah, some of it was based on my own experience. I mean, most, I mean, you know, uh, all the characters are based off of, you know, one or more people that I know. Um, but, you know, in terms of the, the initial idea to make, the movie uh i didn't want to make a movie about drugs after getting sober i kind of wanted to to get away from that whole part of my life and and mm -hmm. separate myself from it as i got right. you know, more time sober uh but you know i came out to la to visit my wife on a project and uh i actually met up with two of the guys that you know two mutual friends we had that we discussed and uh yes. and they you know kind of broke down for me how this whole thing had you know, kind of boomed into mm -hmm. a, uh, a cottage industry and how much money was being made. Right. And from there, I reached out to people I knew. Um, and, uh, and you know, I, I just did a lot of research. I talked to a lot of different people, people that were body brokers, people that were brokered, people who had the implant. Um, you know, uh, I tried to get as much information as I could about how this had all happened and, and perspective um, from everybody. And then it just seemed fitting to to make it do a film and it was kind of cathartic to do so for me. But yeah, that's did what it, I 
you did a great job. Did you write the whole film yourself? Yeah. Amazing. Very well. I like the, the names used for the treatment centers. Uh, I really, really like the way you had, uh, what's his name? His name is uh, Frank Grillo. Excellent yeah. actor for that, for, for what he was, the role, he depicted that, that role perfectly. I mean, that's, I've seen that shit like on, on the first hand. I've seen people wearing loud suits that are treatment center owners that, that uh, they've got the nicest cars and they carry themselves a certain ways. And they're all about, you know, the money, money, money. And how many can we bring in? I've seen it firsthand and I'm sure you have too. Right. No. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, I, everybody who's seen it. That's, that's been through treatment or has, you know, a family member who's been through it as, has echoed the same thing you said, where it is pretty accurate. It is, I mean, it's it's very true to my experience. So, you know, in terms of Frank's character and, and all the characters, I mean, they're, I mean, I, I know those people, you know? Oh, I do too. So. I know Wood, definitely. I You know, what I really liked is, um, I liked the, the the characters that, that, that are actually actively using and, and wanting to get the help, the somewhat vulnerable, somewhat getting, um, taunted and and teased by somebody that that will dangle that carrot in front of them and, and make them an offer and sort of uh be like a sheep or a wolf in sheep's clothing telling them like this is how you get help and this is what we're going to do for you like that's what they do they're the hope dealers they're going to sit there and tell you you know your life's not working out for you how would you like me to help you out and then they place you in a place and then over a period of time they keep in touch with you and they pull you out of that place and they tell you hey uh what kind of activities are they oh they don't have a beach for you at that place how about this like uh, I can get you into, into another place, but first what we got to do is I got to get you high and here you go. And so I, I love like those characters that you picked, especially Opal and Utah. Like uh, those two played their parts really well. I enjoyed that very much. And then I liked it when you, when, um, when Utah actually went to the treatment center, the girl that was working there, the, the way that she presented herself, you could tell like just the way she talked about being newer in recovery. It's usually a lot of treatment centers that'll hire some of their former clients that don't have a lot of sober time that end up becoming employees there that probably have no business working in treatment yet because they haven't yet worked through their own stuff. And that's kind of why she got caught up with him. Um, I, I really, I, I enjoyed the movie. I think it was great. Um, fr from start to finish, there was, um, you know, a good job. Like I applaud you for that. Like really, really good job. Oh, thanks. I, you know, what I really like is the fact that you broke out of the clutches of that lifestyle. Because if you weren't serious for a long time, you uh, you had every chance to to overdose and die. I don't know what you were using, but to get caught up in, in that hype, a lot of people don't survive, or or their souls just get rotted. You know, there's a, there's just a certain um, that lifestyle is, is like that under like living under the, the belly of the beast. Like it's just no no good living. It's just a really dirty lifestyle. You know. Um, so yeah, I got I, I can't say it enough. Like this is a good movie. I really really enjoyed it. Um, did you get any like what what kind of feedback did you get from from others? Like anybody give you any negative response about this? Uh, nobody who's been through it uh, or or knows the reality of what's going on has given any negative feedback. Uh, the only negative feedback has been from uh, one state board that kind of represents a bunch of the treatment centers that they, they were pretty upset with the portrayal of, um, of treatment in general. Uh, and they kind of sent like a, some kind of demand letter, um, that was, you know, 
whatever. Uh, we haven't heard anything since, but I, I really haven't heard any negative feedback from the people I made this for, the people like you and the people who have been to treatment and people right. who are struggling with addiction and anybody who's kind of in that demographic has identified with the film and, and had nothing but good things to say. Right. So I would imagine that the state board probably gets upset because they, they feel like if a film like this comes out, they may look like they're not doing their job correctly. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then it's, it's really interesting that uh, there's been a few times, you know, I have on Facebook, you can have up to 5,000 friends. I've got like 4,988, right? When I've often written a, a blog, for example, or a post in relation to body brokers, you, I've, I've got various friends. Like I'm a Prince fan. So I have like a thousand Prince friends, but then I have a lot of normie friends or, or friends of family or just friends that, that have, that have no clue of what goes on in the treatment addiction world, anything like that. So when I write about body brokers, it's like, what does this mean? What is that even like, what is it like human trafficking? It doesn't make sense. Can you explain more? Please elaborate. And when I explain it to them, they're like, that kind of shit goes on for real in the treatment world. Like really? So I, I do think that this movie is also a good tool for a lot of it, it's, it can, it basically raises awareness to what's the reality of what's really going on in addiction treatment. Cause it's really going on. It still is to this day. I mean, if there was, um, there was a couple of documentaries that I was in the process of making with a few friends before, like probably about three years ago, never took fruition. And I really wish that they would have, but I was hoping that eventually a major motion picture would happen where, where it could be, you know, where there could be characters that are actually playing the parts of what goes on. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I, uh, that's what everybody said who I talked to was that, and it, what it seemed like once I started talking to and doing my own research is that it, it seemed most fitting to be a film. Uh, you know, I think the tricky part about documentaries is not everybody will go see a documentary. Um, you know, when you have like, you know, people like Frank Grillo or Michael K. Williams or, uh, Jessica Roth or Melissa Leo in your movie, it, it can potentially reach a lot more, you know, a lot more, I have a lot more outreach because people assume it's, you know, just a fictional thing. And right. uh, I, I had the same reaction to the movie when people watched it, they couldn't believe that it was, it was actually real and actually right. happening. So, yeah. Did you film this movie before the pandemic? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We filmed it about, uh, uh, we filmed it in August of 2019. Yeah. 2019. Yeah. And then, uh, how did you go about picking the cast? Um, my, uh, so I wrote the script and then my producer and I, um, his name's Jeremy Rosen. Uh, we, we do these films together. We, that's kind of one of our favorite parts of the process is kind of brainstorming on, you know, who these, these characters could potentially end up being. Mm -hmm. And, uh, Melissa Leo, who plays the, the therapist in the movie, um, has become a good friend of ours and has, you know, really helped me out a lot in my career so far. I took it to her first. She loved it. She said she, you know, wanted to do it. And then from there, we just kind of started, uh, you know, working our relationships. Jeremy was, we, we tried to work with Michael K. Williams before and, and my part, my producing partner is close with his manager. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, Michael's a big fan of Melissa's. And so he wanted to, to get involved. And then, you know, just kind of, it wasn't a hard movie to cast. Uh, you know, there were a lot of people excited about the script and excited about the story. Um, so it all came together pretty pretty quickly in in that regard. I think I think uh, Michael K. Williams played his part perfectly. 
Yeah. I, I know a few of them. I, I know a few of them, like exactly yeah. the way it went down. Um, and then the budget for the movie, how how hard was it to, to come up with the budget? Was it a very expensive movie to make? No, it's an indie movie. Uh, you know, so it's, you know, it's, it's, it's always tough to make an indie film. And, and the irony is, is, uh, you know, that for as much, um, social justice as Hollywood, you know, claims to, uh, to champion, it's, it's really hard. We found it very hard to make a movie like this about something that's like a real issue. Um, you know, films like, you know, the obviously ones like the, the comic book movies or big action movies, those are really easy to get money for because they translate overseas and everybody will watch them and they make a lot of money um, domestically and in foreign markets. But, you know, with a problem that's kind of specific to America, mm-hmm. um, you know, people didn't see a lot of upside overseas for this film. Um, you know, coincidentally, it's done pretty well. Um, but yeah, in the it was not an easy film to raise money for. You know, so, we really had to fight for it. So right now it's well received. It's doing well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, you know, and the press it's gotten has been has been really uh, overwhelmingly good. You know, we've been really surprised with, you know, how well it's done. Did the actors that were playing their roles, were any of them aware of any of this type of activity in the treatment world? Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, Michael K isn't shy about his experience in treatment and recovery. And mm-hmm. uh, that's that's one of the reasons he did so well. Um, and and it was really a lot of fun to work with him because he understood the material. Um, right. So there wasn't a lot of, you know, uh, handholding, you know, I mean, he very much uh, knew this whole world, knew these characters. Um, you know, Frank, uh, Frank's not shy about his, you know, family members. He's got some family members that have been to treatment. And uh, yeah. so he's familiar with this, um, but mm-hmm. everybody else, you know, it was pretty much all in the script. And if, and fortunately for them, I'm like, this is the one thing I'm like a true authority on is going to rehab and, uh, and treatment. So I was able to, uh, yeah. offer a lot of expertise there, um, and help them out. First hand experience. First hand yeah. experience from the director. Um, and then I was going to say, uh, cool name for, for the guy from Ohio named Utah. I was actually raised in Utah for the first portion of my life. So, I'm actually originally a Utah kid, but I was wondering, are you Utah? I don't, I don't think so. Uh, Jack's a little more naive than I am. Uh, you know, but, uh, you got but, them street smarts. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's a sweet kid. Uh, but he's, uh, I, uh, there's definitely, you know, a part of me in every one of these characters, you know, like I, I am, you know, in them all. Uh, and I empathize with them all. I, I totally Absolutely. get where each one of them is coming from, you know, even, you know, the perceived villains of the movie. But uh, no, I mean, Utah is, I think, you know, if you've worked in treatment too, you know, the the first time you go to a treatment center and you're coming out of this kind of, uh, you know, existence of just drugs and, and desperation, you're, you're like a sheep, you know, and you just go in. Very into this- vulnerable state. Yep. Right. And, and I think. He did that part really well when he first went. I really like right. that. Right. So I think, you know, Jack was an obvious choice for that because he's um, he's a sweet kid and he's got like a, there's an innocence to him that, you know, he's emoting, you know, uh, it's yeah. not acting. You know, he's a he's a he's a he's a sweet guy. So he, he had yeah. me fooled. I really, I mean, I don't know if the guy's in recovery or if he's ever done drugs, but he looked like your typical Midwest heroin addict that came out in treatment. He played his part 
really well. And everybody's got, if you're, if you're in our world, John, everybody's had an Opal in their life. Like Opal, okay. yeah. she was fucking on point. I loved the way she played her part. Yeah. I, I really, um, you know, I wasn't familiar with, with Alice's work before we casted her, mm-hmm. but she, you know, blew us away. Uh, it's one of those things like I've, I've been in, you know, I've left treatment with a lot of opals and, uh, <laughs> and I know those girls, uh, I know those girls very well. And, and, yes. and she, it was unbelievable. You know, I was, I was probably most uh, surprised and taken back by, by her performance just because I wasn't expecting it. And I, I anticipated it to be the hardest thing to, to pull off, but she did it, you know, she did an excellent job. Yeah. yeah. I don't see anybody asking questions. If you guys have any questions from John, go ahead and put them in the uh, in the chat. Um, so, as far as uh, this movie's only available through Amazon Prime at this time, obviously theaters are just barely starting to oh, open it's, up. It's uh, it's on iTunes. I mean, it's basically anywhere but Netflix. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, like you can buy it on your cable provider, uh, yeah. Comcast, Spectrum, uh, Amazon. Voodoo, iTunes, all those places. Yeah. You know, your movie made people feel a way of sorts. And the reason I say that is this is the type of feedback I got from people that I've worked with in treatment or people that have worked in treatment. A lot of them that saw this this type of activity going on, it made them feel really dirty and gross. They're like, fuck, like this is making me, this is making me angry. And then your traditional drug addict or ex, uh, you know, former drug user, people that are actually in recovery. Like um, some of those scenes are fucking pretty, like the, especially the very end. I won't blow it for anybody, but um, you know the drug usage is is could be triggering. But I mean that's what we see in movies, and and it and it's a reality that really happens in everyday life. I've got you know so many people that I experience almost weekly that are overdosing and dying. You know fentanyl craze is crazier than ever. Um, heroin's been crazy for a long time, so it's what's really happening. Like we can't we can't deny that that this is a lifestyle for many people and, and, um, and people are dying left and right. So, so I, I'm happy that you didn't leave those types of scenes out. That needs to be seen because that's the reality really behind it. And, you know, so I don't want to ruin the movie for anyone that's not seen it, but um, I think it's a great movie. I really do. I, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, what just happened here? Hold on a sec. Give me a sec. There we go. Uh, and then I was going to ask you, what other movies are you or ha- what other movies have you made? How many other movies? Uh, Body Brokers was my third film. And since then, we made it. We finished a movie. We shot a movie uh, in September called Ida Red that's now finished. Um, it's with Josh Hartnett. It's with Frank Grillo. Uh, it's with Melissa Leo. Mm-hmm. Um, and that one will be out probably in, in the fall. It's an action film, and uh, and I'm in Montana now, prepping uh, another one. So, yeah, I like that you you've been using Frank Grillo. You must, I mean, he's he's a great actor, really great actor. You know how Scorsese usually has uh, uh, Leo or or De Niro as like his main actors in all of his in many of his movies. Is Frank Grillo going to be in a lot of your movies? I, I guess uh, we're we're the B team, you know. Uh, for now, <laughs> no, but uh, I like. <laughs> I like Frank a lot. He's a great guy. And, um, you know, he's become a friend of, of Jeremy and I's and, uh, he's an excellent actor, you know, he's so. an excellent actor. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So right now in Montana, what's the name of the movie you're making or are you not releasing 
that information uh, yet? It's called Candyland. That's all I can say. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. You're doing big things. I'm proud of you, man. You got sober finally. Um, and obviously, if you were, if this was a dream of yours before you got sober, you're moving mountains now. I, I love it. This is what I live for. Yeah. You know? yeah that's cool. And, and you know, uh, I know Parker's out there watching, uh, and he's one of the main reasons I got sober. Uh, he's also uh, a big, a big proponent of this movie, and uh, and kind of helped me understand a lot of the landscape and what was going on. So I'm, I'm very grateful for he and for Garrett. So mm -hmm. I, I do want to say that I, I love the scene uh, where you cover the Orange County activities that happened because mm -hmm. that's, that was West coast treatment. You know uh, it happened in OC. It was happening in LA. Um, yeah. And I, and I really like that you uh, I like the part about the implants. A lot of people don't know about what had happened there, but that was, uh, that was some dirty fucking shit that was going on there. Like, uh, you know, it, it's it's good that you shown some light on that. It needed it needs to be known about. And if nobody else is, if no one's aware of what what, what went on in in this movie, um, you should know this is real. Um, I don't know if Nate Garza. That's my question. Thanks. I don't see what your question is. Well, maybe not. Okay. Um, do you have anything else you want to say at all today? No, man. I'm a, I appreciate you having me on. I appreciate Parker for setting this up and, uh, and thanks for talking about the movie. You know, absolutely. I really want people to, uh, to learn about this movie more. It's needed. And, uh, I, I look forward to seeing your future films and staying in touch with you. Yeah. Sounds good, man. I appreciate it. All right. Thanks for coming to the corner. Have a wonderful right. rest of the day. You See too, you. man. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.